Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. everybody to the lazy geeks podcast here on the lazy geeks network i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley it's hot <laughs> fuck yeah it is dude that heat though jeez dude i know the worst and we were talking about this the worst thing to do when it is hot is to remind everybody how fucking hot it is <laughs> but i don't fucking care well keep in mind that you know half of this show is downloaded into the u.s the other half is from outside of here so I know, like, some on the, like, the, uh, the, what would be, what's the politically correct term for the whole Asiatic area, like Japan and all of them? Because I hear they're supposed to have, like, two typhoons, you know? I, th- I think the politically correct t- term is Asia. No. No, it has to be something like, uh, um, I don't know. The Pacific? The Asian Pacific or something like that? Orient or something? I think the Orient is not proper. <laughs> Where the Chinamen come from? Is that yeah, what you're trying to say? Right. Racist motherfucker. Uh, no, but it's like so. Pull up, pull up Weather Underground right now. By the way, we're gonna do a, a contrasting comparison. Oh. I love Weather Underground. By the way, it is the best place to get uh, weather-related news. Because <laughs> because it, it just tells you the weather and it has all types of charts and almanac information and all types of shit. <laughs> But it's, yeah, because, I mean, for us, mostly, you know, like, Adam's always hot at this time of year. It's always hot over there. That's what the ladies say. (laughs) It's 91 degrees at 830 at night over here. It's 104. (laughs) It's 830 at night, and and it feels like 107. (laughs) Not to mention, it's 24% humidity. What the fuck? Any consolation, it's uh, 91 degrees, and it feels like 91 degrees. So, oh. yeah. Well, see, the problem is it's been monsoon season, 
Oh, right. And and the rain, it's funny. Monsoon season's so funny in Arizona because <laughs> a couple days last week, I can't remember the day, it's it started it, – there was clouds and they were saying it might rain. Okay. All of a sudden, <laughs> like nuts. I mean it's that rain where you look out the window and it looks like it's being poured in sheets because the wind is so fucking strong and you're like, fuck, we're all going to die. <laughs> 45 minutes later – calm as a cucumber man right. nothing happened i was like fuck and the whole new, every news outlet local news outlet was acting like this was the storm of the, of the fucking century. century the apocalypse was happening <laughs> people were outside like because the weather here does tend to be very um a lot of lightning mm-hmm. and it's loud like it goes <laughs> oh shit and every time I was outside, my wife and we were driving, and I got scared. <laughs> I, I'm not scared of lightning, but it was just loud and sudden. I was like, I, oh, yeah. shit. I was like, someone has angered the gods. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nuts and fucking um, – and then it was gone. But it's just enough to add humidity because usually this time of the year, the humidity level should be like 1%. Oh. Yeah, we haven't – fortunately, I mean because they were t- talking to us, telling us like – we could have, you know, some humidity, but fortunately for us, it's out there in Riverside, you know, meth country out here. And uh, so it was out there. So it's been pretty dry, but like it was 105 today, it was 105 yesterday. And, you know, this, it fucking sucks. It's supposed to get, it's supposed to be below 100 tomorrow and then like mid 90s for the rest of the week, which is doable. It's going to be, tomorrow's going to be 111. And then 109, 108, 107, 106, 105, 106, 107, 106. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I live in hell. <laughs> yeah. We're coming to you live from the surface of the sun. Uh... The, only, the only difference is, is Arizona, it's expected, not all of Arizona, Phoenix area, it's expected to be this hot. Yeah. So everything has central air. Like every store you go into, every home you go into has air conditioning. So it's really just these little moments where you're darting for the car or you're <laughs> when you're outside and then you step inside and then you're suddenly pulling that michael jackson bit where your arms Ooh. are flaring out. like oh the shirt's flaring out they're like oh it's that, fucking that, shocking that guy came in with a tank top why does he have a white shirt open now right. it's like standing there in the wind like right now in my house it's 76 degrees in my office now the rest of my house is 73 degrees usually rests at 76 in my office so i got the computer going and shit right. um I'll, I'll like wake up nice and comfortable in the morning, you know, take my shower or whatever. I might even come out the shower and get Ooh, a little chilly in here. Let me get that <laughs> towel, you know, and then I'll get ready. And as soon as I open the door, it's like the devil himself has just spit on me. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, fuck. Sometimes <laughs> right. like, I open the door and then I shut it. Like, fuck <laughs> this. You know what? I didn't need to go out. Hey, Amazon delivers, right? <laughs> I should, call, I should call out tomorrow morning when they ask me why. I'd be like, because we have an excessive heat warning. I always think it's funny because, like, Arizona, right now, we have active advisory excessive heat warning. That's every fucking day in August. It never goes away. Oh, man. <laughs> so why? Uh, I know. But we're still doing this because we love you guys. Well, it's not hot in here now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, when I open the door to step outside, it's like in the morning, it's more like Close Encounters of the Third Kind when Richard Dreyfus sticks his head out to look Ugh. at the at 
look at the spaceship and then it like burns the half of his face. Yeah. <laughs> or later in the afternoon when it turns into the scene from Raiders where your face just melts. So I just can't. I love Best Buy when you go into Best Buy because when you walk through there, I don't know why like my Best Buy has two double doors. You go in the double doors, there's that like five foot section. Then you're through another pair Every of Best double doors. Like my- Best Buy that I used to work at is like that, too. It's like, why? I don't I don't know. <laughs> what is it like? Oh, in case there's a massive decompression, we can lock out. The- right. It's the airlock. <laughs> it's the airlock. No, I have no idea. To be honest, I have no idea why it's like that. I know. Um... But when you step inside that second pair of double doors and the air just like come rushes, comes rushing down on you. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, oh God. Like better than sex. You're just like, <laughs> oh. Just came. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just came. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we have a very big show for you lined up today. So I think we should just jump right into everything. So this week, I actually went out and saw Fantastic Four. Yes, I paid for it. Um, he stole that shit. <laughs> yeah, I bootlegged it from the theater. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm going to give a quick review. I didn't hate it. It wasn't necess- It wasn't nearly as good as Ant Man as like your dude says it was. The dude, well, he, your- yeah, he said, "Well, I thought it was better than Ant Man." I'm like, "Well, I've seen neither, so I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to tell you." Uh, I don't know. Uh, the moody, the dark moody shit is so played out, especially with this group. You don't really do dark and moody with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Mm. It's basically the, in my estimate, it was basically the studio try truly does not understand how to work this property. So some of the bullet points I have laid out, nothing happened between Sue and Reed. Like there was a mild, like, oh, I think she's cute. She either was annoyed by him or liked it. I don't know. Kate Mara was about as facially expressive as Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It, it, it was just... It just wasn't happening there. Uh, not sure for the basis of Reed and Ben's relationship made him big and lunky character, devoid of anything that made him cool in the original comics or the original movie. You know, he was kind of like the tech guy. And then in some instances, he was like the astronaut. In this one, they just made him a big, lunky guy who ran his parents' uh, uh, junkyard. And... He all he did to help Reed when they were little kids in the beginning of the movie, creating his interdimensional transport was hand him a Swiss Army knife that had a screwdriver edge on it. That's it. <laughs> and then that apparently locked him into helping Reed trying to figure out how to make this thing work. Um, I liked Doom. Uh, the guy they brought in to play uh, Victor Von Doom. I actually liked him. I thought he did really well with the character. A guy that thought we were killing the Earth and that we should suffer the fate of the the older generation caused. He was that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, they find planet zero. And, you know, some are thinking that they could use some of those resources to save our planet. But Victor was like, why? We didn't do this. They did. We should just let it die kind of thing. So he's like, he's a bad guy that has a point. Yeah. He definitely. I always does. like that. I always yeah. like when the bagger like, I fucking hate this guy. And then you're like, yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was is that he actually had, he was kind of a dick, you know, because he was, you know, smart and genius. But he did see the value of Reed and worked well with him 
uh, at sometimes kind of being a dick, but he had this thing for Sue, of course. But, you know, there were little points where he got a little jealous, but then Reed would turn it around and be like, you know, hey, but we got this. And he's like, really? And they 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 kind of forgot about Sue, which is kind of her character in this movie. You just kind of forget about her. And somebody said somebody online said that the reason the movie failed was because of Kate Mara's bad blonde wig. And then I go, no, because her the fake blonde hair and the context that Jessica Alba used in the first two films didn't sync that movie. <laughs> so <laughs> and it did stand out. There was one scene in the movie where she had this Sue Re- Sue Richards hairdo and it what it tr- took my focus off the scene like you're looking at like that is such a helmet hair it's like girl uh, your hair is not working right it's like a girl we know your hair ain't like that that's <laughs> um, the thing they actually use a wig when you just dye your hair i know it's like come on look fucking um what's her name emma stone bleached her uh bleached her hair to play uh like it's difficult yeah you know it's like come on um all three acts were very different movies. It was like they, it's like, uh, it just, each, each, and I say this in my review, which is on the website, it's, it was almost like three issues of a comic series, but the transitions weren't worked out really well. Um, like the first, the first act was the origin story. The second act was like, okay, they got their powers. They're doing this. And third act is suddenly dooms the enemy. We have to mm-hmm. fight him. Um, I did like the fact that they didn't go through all the cliche experiences of their individual powers. Like, oh, I can do this. This is cool. And, you know, the showboating and all that stuff. It, it I liked how they didn't go through all of those. It, but it did feel weird that suddenly, you know, they're all in these rooms, you know, unconscious. And Sue is phasing in and out. And Reed is all stretched out. And then they have this one moment where Reed Richards bails. For no reason whatsoever, really. And then suddenly we jump ahead a year and they're all using their powers and being trained by the military, which also was very implausible. Uh, I, and <laughs> this was something that I thought is like, why is every remote outpost in the Fox universe always in the Canadian North? It's it's like <laughs> they have one standard set. We've seen it in the X-Men movies. You know, we see it in this one. It's like in uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, same thing. I was like, why is it always there? And it's always through the same filter. <laughs> it really just bothers me. I'm like, like Originality, guys. Yeah, it's like, come <laughs> on. You're going to tell me that there's no remote tropical island somewhere that you can't build at. We have to build into the Canadian North. Uh, no chemistry between Sue and Reed and no warmth. Uh between uh sue and ben like they were kind of thrust together to work together also johnny and jordan b knight's a good actor but johnny was fine and good but they didn't show the whole kind of i'm on my own showboating kind of thing very much but only in the very beginning and even between so they forced the character to get his act together like yeah really quick yeah because oh yeah he He's a he's a he races his um, this piece of shit Toyota apparently, and he hydroplaned and then slammed into a pole, and his dad's like, well, you're not getting your car back because it's my money that you use for that car, so you got to come and work for me to get your car back. And then slowly doing that, he suddenly he becomes invested in their whole interdimensional transport thing. <laughs> um, but you know I understand that Sue and Johnny are supposed to be adopted. But there was no, like, warmth to one another. Like, she, it wasn't, it, 
you know, almost like they just met. Kind of. It was almost this to me. It was. I, I wrote in my review that if you took out the lineage line in the script, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference. Hmm. It was really weird on how that worked out. Like there was no like over concern for Johnny, like you would expect when something goes bad. Like when you when you actually care about something and something goes bad, you don't go oh shit. You go no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I actually give a shit if this person doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> um, Reed's childhood was a complete cliche. Parents didn't understand him, and he was his science teacher was the worst person in history. Um, for this is the, their childhood is supposed to take place in two thousand seven. Okay, and. Uh, they're supposed to they're supposed to give a report on what they what they want to do when they grow up. So the young Reed Richards says he wants to build an interdimensional transport. And the teacher just obliterates him. Like, oh, is this another one of your fences? Like the flying car. Uh, I said do a real job. And for a teacher of science in the 21st century, you should have a little more open mind, not a cliche from the 50s. Yeah, you know. that made no sense to me. Yeah, I, I either heard that from you or read it somewhere else. Yeah, and it was like, um, okay, theoretical science isn't a real job. <laughs> I mean, they built a TV show around it, you know. <laughs> um, the use of powers was better in this movie than the originals. I like the way they uh, uh, they used, like, having Sue able to wrap her bubble around Reed and, um, and uh, Ben – to keep them protected or to glide them through wherever, you know, hosp- you know, in hospital place they go through. I like the fact that they use that instead of this whole, we're just discovering our powers kind of thing. Uh, they kind of cut that out, which was good. Um, I did like this one better than the rise of the silver surfer, which isn't saying a whole lot. Um, and, uh, and also no chemistry between Ben and Johnny. Um, you know, part of the thing that made the first movies work for me, whether you hated the movies or not, I, strongly believe that Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis were the best interpretation of John and Ben. Just the way they kind of interacted with each other. They hated, yeah. loved each other. I like that. There were elements. There were. See, I think those movies don't get enough credit. Because, um, no, they weren't great movies. But there were elements of them right. that were done right. Yeah. Um, I think Sue Storm wasn't done all that great, but I also think Jessica Alba was hotter than fucking sin in that. Um, <laughs> Especially so when I kinda, they put her in her in her underwear. Oh my goodness! So I kind of <laughs> just let it pass. But um, I thought Mr. Fantastic was kind of good in that. Yeah. Um, and Chris Evans was good. I mean, I think the I think just the story fell flat on the original ones, really. Yeah. And then the way they made Doom in the in the movies. You know, the handsome, good-looking guy with the one little scar, so he puts this fucking mask on his face. It's like, really? Come on. And he kind of spoke in one-liners the whole time. Yeah. It was kind of weird. But Uh, the CG looked bad in this Oh, really? Yeah. Johnny's flame looked worse than the original films. Um, It has some seriously bad dialogue, too. The end was super fucking cheesy. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Um it's not a horrible movie, not unwatchable. However, if you're wondering if you want to see it, wait for VHS or Betamax. It's your choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, online I gave it two stars, uh, which was, you know, uh, I, I thought pretty good because I didn't hate the movie, like I said, but it wasn't one of those that was like, ooh, you know, you have to watch this or don't even bother. Yeah. So, 
it's kind of a whatever movie, basically. Yeah, it really kind of is. Well, I also watched a movie. You? Yes. I watched Hercules <laughs> in my my newly created broke on Netflix series. <laughs> um, everyone around me has been watching movies. Uh, Steve always, well, I always expect him to watch movies. That's his thing, film. He's always going to go see movies. But it seems like everyone else now, too. Oh, my God, I went and saw this. I'm like, fucking assholes. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to pull Netflix up and I'll just watch something random. And I, I've been you know, researching a lot of Dungeons & Dragons shit. So I'm like, well, maybe get a little inspiration, watch some fantasy. I, I go to the – like they don't even have a fantasy genre in Netflix. And then when you try to – there's like nothing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, Netflix. So I did see fantasy, – um, Fantasy genre is more of like the soft core. <laughs> right. Oh, they have a sci-fi genre though. Oh, of course. Haters, dude. Yeah. Um, so I saw Hercules, um, which is the one with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, whatever he wants to call himself. And I'm like, oh, this probably be like have a few cool fight scenes in it, whatever. I put it on. Actually, was very surprised at how much I enjoyed the film because I, I intended to put it on to be on on the side screen and I would do something on the thing. I was totally into it. It, it moved quickly. The pacing was was perfect for that kind of action because Hercules. I know Hercules is a real mythical character, but it's not. He's never been done in a high fantasy kind of way. Right. He, he's an action guy, you know, because his his only real power is strength. So he um they kind of flipped it though where he had a team with him which i thought was weird at first like he had this this chick who was a amazonian something and she had a bow and she was the shit with it and uh this dude who could like he was almost like a it was almost like a D party really uh <laughs> he, he was a rogue he would throw knives out of his coat and shit and a seer that could see the future but would fight with a staff and, um and probably, oh yeah, this dude was completely insane, but that's good when you're on the battlefield. So he was strong. He was. I mean, he. there was one part where a dude's charging at him with a horse, and the rock isn't moving. He's just standing there. And then when the horse gets close, he ducks down, puts his hands on the horse's underbelly or whatever, and put. he flipped the horse. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Hercules! <laughs> but um, the way they kind of flipped it was is that this, this then he tagged out and then uh, then uh, Sean uh, Sean Stone Cold or Steve Stone Cold Austin came in and finished the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but um, they flipped the mythos because basically all those grand stories were embellishments or either completely made up because they were they were a group of mercenaries. Um, so they they kind of relished on the fact that everyone thought he was a, he was a half God because they got more work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was very interesting. I was, I thought it was very well done too. There was some darker moments in it. It's definitely R rated. Um, but there was some darker moments in it and it was the first Hercules story that really touched on Now They kind of changed it around, but they really touched on the fact that he, the, in the myth where he murdered his own children because Hera, Hera tricked him. Mm into into murdering his own children and wife so they kind of addressed that but moved it around a little bit to fit the story and it was um i was impressed and it, it, now it's not you know don't expect some something to change your fucking life right you know but it's it's a great movie if you just want to see a lot of action 
Um, and, you know, the acting was quality, too. I, Dwayne Johnson's good. Yeah. I think he's a good action star because he's, he's likable. Because yes. a lot of action stars, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good action star in the 80s, but he's never likable in his movies. Like He's just he's considered only, more badass. That's all. He's, yeah, he's just a huge brute. Like, you would think that if you asked him for something, he would just punch you in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Or just say, get down. Get down. Head to the chopper. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was very likable. The chi- all the other characters, they they had depth. They had you know actual character. Um, there was a twist in it that, and mo- most of the time in action movies, you can see the twist a mile away. I had no fucking idea <laughs> that it was going to happen. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was like a dark twist. I was like, wow, that's fucking nuts. So. If you are broke like me, <laughs> or you don't want to brave the heat, right? I don't blame you. Cue up that Netflix, throw on that Hercules flick because it's pretty dope. Nice. All right. All right. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out though. Yeah. Uh, my my quick question, big question though, is was Kevin Sorbo in it? No. Damn. Kevin Sorbo was not in it, and I kind of don't like Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> um. N- for other reasons uh. so he wasn't missed <laughs> so all right so uh this past weekend d23 expo happened uh for those of you that are unfamiliar with d23 that is disney's own con where they basically pull out everything under the D- the disney banner meaning pixar disney animation disney studios marvel star wars everything and uh and that's for everything, movies, comics, theater, uh, movies, comics, uh, gaming, all that stuff that has Disney involved is featured in this. So there's a couple of quick stories I want to touch on. First one, Civil War footage was shown. Uh, during the Marvel panel at uh, D23, Marvel finally released some footage of the upcoming Captain America Civil War. Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie flew in from Germany to attend the presentation. Ask that Disney money. Uh, <laughs> here's the footage that um, that was shown according to IGN. So the footage opens with Captain America, Black Widow, and Falcon dealing with Crossbones as the villain at- attempts to blow up a truck. During the fight, Crossbone tosses a magnetic explosive at Captain at Cap Shield, and the hero throws it into the air so the explosion avoids the crowd. Crossbones removes his mask and reveals his scarred face. And Crossbones is the uh, the baddie that survived at the end of uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Saying, um, he remembered you, you know, your little pal Bucky. The footage then cuts to the scene from the credits of Ant-Man, where Captain America and Falcon are taking are talking to Bucky. Bucky tells Cap that he remembers his mom's name as Sarah, was Sarah, and that he used to stuff papers in his shoes. Cap smiles, knowing that some trace of his old friend is still there. We then see General Ross, William Hurt, reprising his role from the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, telling Cap how he owes, um, how the country owes him an impossible debt, and that for, and that he's not some hero now, but a vigilante. Cuts to shots of Cap and Tony Stark talking about what comes next. Tony talks about how they're operating with oversight, and how does this make them different from villains? Uh, quote: This is. Uh, uh, that's what this is about. 
about to you, protection, Cap says Cap. We continued, um, while continuing to argue, Iron Man tells Cap, sometimes I want to punch you and your perfect teeth. Uh, <laughs> the footage then rolls into quick shots of the heroes delivering some pretty great lines. In this job, you can try to save everybody you can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody, says a stoic Captain America. We get a quick shot of Black Panther, but no signs of Spider-Man. Black Widow and Hawkeye, caught on opposite sides of the Civil War, are about to fight. We're still friends, right? Black Widow says. Depends on how hard you hit me, Hawkeye replies. Uh, the footage ends with Cap with Hawkeye opening a van, revealing Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. He's absolutely starstruck by Captain America. He sha- um, he's shaking as he meets him and fumbles the greeting. You know a lot of super people. So, th- um, think so, uh, so <laughs> oh, he, he says, he goes, you know a lot of super people, so thanks for thinking of me. Uh, so that's the footage, obviously, just really kind of designed to pump up, bringing Ant-Man, which we all knew um, was going to be in there. So it's the way, I guess, of tying up the end of Ant-Man to this one. Um, after that uh, was some Star Wars news. And it's, this was big on Saturday because it was all Lucasfilms all day every, um, Saturday. Uh, Lucas Lucas and Films announced a bunch of news on Saturday. First of all, new Star Wars themed land will be added to Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and their Hollywood studios in Orlando, Florida. There is no uh, confirmed date on when they will open, but we will all be there. Um, they mm-hmm. are also updating Star Tours to incorporate The Force Awakens. Also in Disneyland China, they're bringing Iron Man there. No so, shit. Yeah. I want to go to China. I know. What's up with that? We at Star Wars, they get Iron Man. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> uh, there's still rumor, there's rumors going around that uh, the new Star Wars-themed land will be in California Adventures behind uh, Tower of uh, Terror. But there's some concept art that was released. You can see them on the website. Uh, looks really cool. There's like, uh, like, looks like an Endor. They're supposed to have cantinas of every variety around there. So definitely going to be a lot of fun especially for the older (laughs) for the adult fans for the adults uh uh, star wars rogue one has officially begun production and a cast um still from the production was released also star wars episode 9 has a director colin trevorrow the director behind the money-making jurassic world is traveling to lucasfilms to start working on the story and uh under the guidance of his other of the other uh installments directors uh the film is slated for release in 2019 so we'll you know we'll just have to wait and see and again you can see all those stories on the site also the links for those stories are in the show notes um square enix's uh shinji hashimoto announced on sunday that big hero 6 will be coming to kingdom hearts 3 players as sora will be able to team up with baymax to battle enemies Hashimoto says that the city of San Francisco is, quote, a perfect fit for the Kingdom Heart for Kingdom Hearts. Hashimoto said the players will be battling a dark version of Baymax. According to Hashimoto, he said that the development team thought it would be interesting if the bad guys in Kingdom Hearts would use the darkness on the old Baymax left behind in the portal at the end of the film. Of course, no release date has been stated for Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3! <laughs> I can't wait for that shit. They keep adding stuff to it. It's never going to come out. I know. It's going to be like fucking Blizzard here. Um, and lastly, 
Sony is releasing a Star Wars-inspired PlayStation 4 console and DualShock 4 controller this year alongside the release of Star Wars Battlefront and Disney Infinity 3.0. I saw a, pic- I saw a picture of this and I wet myself. I know, right? So uh, cool. The announcement was made on Sunday during the final day of D23. Star Wars Battlefront Vader PS4 bundle will include a deluxe edition of the Star Wars game as well as a voucher for four downloadable Star Wars games. Super Star Wars... Star Wars Racer Revenge, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, and Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Uh, boys said that the said those games will come to the PS4 with with enhancements like PlayStation trophy support and improved graphics. The Vader bundle featuring Disney Infinity 3.0 will be an exclusive to Walmart. According to the announcement on the PlayStation blog, it will f- include uh, Disney Infinity 3.0, Star Wars Edition PlayStation exclusive hardware bundle kit, which includes the game, Base Station, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Princess Leia, and Boba Fett figures. And it will also include a voucher for the four digital games listed above. While Disney Infinity 3.0 will be released on August 28th, the Vader PS4 will drop on November 19th, which is the same day Battlefront comes out to consoles and PC. So that is everything from D23. You guys can check that all out on the website, or if you look at the show notes, we got a link for all of those articles there, and they'll take you directly to the website to check those out. You're welcome. Exactly. That's what I did this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. I, I, That's all I'm saying. I just ran errands all weekend, but. But if he well, didn't, he would have done this too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle. It's, it's real. It's too real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's time to jump into some news. Oh, shit. After the surprising news that Arrow would try and bring Constantine actor Brian uh, Matt Ryan to their series in the upcoming fourth season we received confirmation this week that Ryan would return in a one-shot appearance however that one-shot appearance claim was made by the head of the CW but the producers of the series said they would love to see more of him the details of the episode is that Ryan would appear in the fifth episode of the season and would set up the return of Black Canary Sarah who died in the beginning of season three who is lay uh, who is slated to return as White Canary in the mid-season series Legends of Tomorrow uh, it's basically they're saying that he knows about the Lazarus Pit and the workings of it, and he's going to help Oliver take Sarah to the Lazarus Pit. So hmm. it should be interesting. It's, it's nice to see that character getting some play somewhere. I know. He even he took to his Twitter account, too, and he put a video on there, and he's like, hey, Constantine fans, the rumors are true. Uh-huh. I'm coming to Starling City. <laughs> I was like, Yes. I friggin' um, I wonder if like if he's super popular in Arrow that it might rekindle something. That's what people are thinking because you know like the studio says, oh, it's a one-shot deal, um, but the producers are like, well, you know, we'd like to use him more if if he come back. And some people are saying that it might prove if he's popular on Arrow because obviously for the CW they don't need the numbers that you need for NBC. Um, yeah, that they might be like, hmm, maybe we can just you know return him as Hellblazer. You know, yes. Do it. <laughs> no, I, I, I always thought I was kind of upset when they canceled it. Not, I didn't watch the show. I just like the, I just like character. You know, there's too many I, fucking shows to watch. I can't keep track of all these damn people. I watched, um, I watched almost half of the first season. Then when I hear it started being in a bubble, it was like, ugh, I don't really want to watch and then devote and they get let down at the end. You know, 
Yeah, and get get uh, the it's last like, episodes a cliffhanger, like, yeah. that kind of bullshit. You're like fucking bitches, dude. Yeah, it's like you didn't want to be, you didn't want to get to blue balls, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, so hearing that, you know, he's coming over to Arrow, it's kind of cool. I, I think it makes perfect sense. So another possible Arrow crossover in the future. <laughs> um, it was like the CW is trying to bring uh, good old Jason Voorhees to the small screen. Um, Friday 13 television series is in the works with original film director Sean S. Cunningham on board. Uh, CW boss Mark Pedowitz has now confirmed the show is in development and the pretenders uh, Steve Mitchell and Craig Van Sickle are penning the story. What's the, um, how are you going to do that, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Deadline reports a more, quote, grounded uh, telling of Jason Voorhees' antics with will take place uh, with a plot revolving around a detective looking for his lost brother. Uh, his search lands him on the mystery of Voorhees, quote, a long-thought-dead serial killer who has now returned to wreak havoc in the new Crystal Lake. Um, yeah, I I love the old Friday the 13th movies. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we talked about it last time, didn't we? On the last yeah, because we were doing a story about uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Whenever you talk about Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees, the other one will come up because <laughs> right. they're the two. You know what I mean? And and there and, was the Freddy versus Jason bit. Yeah, that, I thought that was good. I know it was cheesy and shit, but I thought it was good. Um, the Jason Voorhees is not only a great character by himself, but he's almost like the the base model. Of so many other horror characters oh. that doesn't speak, doesn't have to run, yeah, you know, just all that silly shit. Um, the only problem is the best part about the '80s and '70s slasher movies was how gruesome and intricate the deaths were. Oh yeah, and that's not going to happen on the fucking CW. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is was it going to be a victim of the victim of the week? Well, I heard are we going to see Jason walking down the street, uh, walking down some old abandoned road, and you hear... He's got, his, he's got the, the knife sticking out as he's trying to wave a car down right. as he's driving along. Well, I heard they were going to recycle old material, and the, the intro to the movie is just going to be a montage of Jason killing people, and it's going to say, Somebody save me! <laughs> so... I mean, I will see. He ends up in Smallville. <laughs> I I will check it out when it comes out because CW has been stepping their game up. That's if they actually go through with it. Because that's just... if they go through with it, yeah. Because just because they're penning it doesn't mean it's happening. But um, it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a show that's gonna last long if it comes out because they they're gonna constantly be on that line yeah. where it's going too far for television, especially network television. Oh yeah. Or they're going to water it down so much that people are going to be like, this is stupid. All of a sudden, Jason is, uh, he takes the mask off when he goes home and <laughs> pours a beer. You know? Right, it yeah. It would really piss everybody off because the whole thing that would, is the or whole cross reason. Or he crosses over into Supernatural. The same <laughs> reasons Jason Voorhees is popular is the same reason why zombies are popular. Because essentially, he's a zombie. Right. You know, he's just not trying to eat anybody. If they if they make a TV show and try to give, I know this sounds different from every other th character you would ever want to do, but you can't add depth 
to yeah. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. It, you'll ruin the character. There's not. That's why he's terrifying, because he has no. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just. He's gonna murder you. Turns into working at a paper company in some like little random town that's fucking the office with Jason Wright. <laughs> he has a day job. What the fuck? He's got the short sleeve shirt with the tie, but still the mask. <laughs> yeah. The only time that they added depth to to the character, and I actually really enjoyed it, was the Freddy versus Jason, where you saw his mother showing up. Mm. Like I think that it's deep enough at that point. Yeah. You know, because that you, you just see... need to get the motivation. You don't need. Yeah, that's it. It's that's why the original the the reboot of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street failed is because you didn't need to go that deep into Freddy. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem with some of these is like, well, we need we can get deep. It's like, no, you don't need to. That's the essence of the character. And it, it that's good if you're redoing maybe a science fiction or if you're redoing a fantasy or, or, or a typical action movie, that can right. be good. Right. Or especially a drama. But I mean, if, if it's a slasher flick, you're just wasting everybody's fucking time. Yeah. You know, everyone, they know what they want when they go to that. First of all, I want them to start, you know, one reason I really want them to start remaking the old horror movies really good because current horror sucks. Yeah. It's like almost every horror movie that comes out sucks so hard. Well, it's the last all about one I, scare factor. That's all it is. It's just jump scares. That's yeah. all it is. It's like going to a really bad haunted house, but you have to pay 10 bucks for a ticket. Yeah. And you're not actually there. Um, <laughs> the last horror movie I saw, I don't really watch horror. I've never been too into it. But the last horror movie I saw was uh, that Ouija board movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Avoid at all costs. That was the shittiest. Uh-huh. The whole movie happens in like one room oh jeez it's super short and it's just dumb it doesn't make any fucking could sense could have been a web short on youtube it, oh it could have and it still would have been dumb <laughs> the chicks are cute well of course but you know that's a horror thing yeah. and then the one before that i saw was the lazarus project which was really dumb oh yeah just horror it's it's weird because horror the horror genre is interesting to me in a sense where most horror movies happen in a in a very or what's supposed to be a very realistic earth right you know what i mean and it's just weird things are happening it's horror always ends up being less realistic and believable than a fucking sci-fi or a fantasy movie oh i know right it, that's that's in a people, you know, people, people go to sci-fi but they they bitch about like fucking you know iron man is so unrealistic it's like i believe iron man before i believe that ouija board movie <laughs> right. It's just so stupid. Like, just, uh, and I'm sorry if you're into horror and stuff like that. No, we're some not. people are we're into not. the. <laughs> we're not. Well, sorry. some people, some people are into the jump scares. They they like that. You know, I get it. If if that's all you're into, like, if you just want to be scared constantly, where you're fucking twitching on your couch, um, <laughs> then fine, horror is good for you. But if you want story, good yeah. luck. Yeah. Because that really gets me. Like a horror movie with like like no, I'm not talking about slashes now, but. A horror movie with a real good story oh, that yeah. will fuck you up for a couple days. I think psychological it, shit is better because it really fucks with your mind and the way you look at things and the way you see things. That's why I think people like the uh, the uh, Weeping Angels from Doctor Who because yeah. you've always it's a simple concept, but you're like fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think like those statues are they like you think they're looking at you? It plays on those little those little pet fears that you have. Well, yeah. I think – and the horror icons, I think is it's always plays on – like zombies. Right. You, you really think about zombies, it's fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's just this horde of unrelentless 
slow moving fucking dead things that just want to eat you. Yeah. You know, or, or other things like monsters and shit. It's, it always plays on certain kinds of fears, like what's in the dark and stuff like that. You know, things under the bed, what's in the closet, you know? Exactly. But once you get older, you're kind of like, I know there's nothing in my fucking closet, but a bunch of junk and shoes I don't wear anymore. But sometimes on those right nights, you know, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's funny, too, because someone was giving me shit, um, you know, because I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything supernatural at all. But I'll still, you know, if if a a horror movie or something caught me, usually if it's a book, you know, I'll I'll be like, oh, shit, it'll kind of shake me up. And then, like, I'll be looking around the corner (laughs) and, and and, and people people have told me like you don't even believe in the supernatural why would you freak out i'm like it's it has nothing to do with supernatural it puts you on edge yeah. so every noise you hear i don't think there's a ghost around the corner <laughs> i just don't know what's over there because that's the no one's afraid of the dark they're afraid of not knowing what's going on right you know so whatever we could talk about this all day but but that's another podcast that's how much every, uh, the, every, list is gr- the list is growing you know of all we're the- gonna have 37 new podcasts <laughs> um by the end of the year we'll have one for every day and they'll all be different each time. <laughs> Jesus. All right, moving on into gaming news. Uh, EA announced last week the supremacy mode in the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront game. It's described as a control points that is said to be the biggest version of the game's maps, vehicles, and heroes slash villains. Battlefield fans would recognize it as their signature conquest mode, according to Polygon. At the start, two teams, one Imperial and one Rebellion, would have their own pair of control points and would have to duke it out uh, for the neutral control points in the middle. The goal is to capture all five or hold the majority for 10 minutes. The points need to be captured in order, so no sneaking around. Also, featured in the game's heroes and villains characters, you'll have the occasional opportunity to control Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Boba Fett, and others, depending on whether you're fighting for the Rebellion, Rebel Alliance or the Galactic Empire. Uh, just like in IGN, the game will drop on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on November 17th. I can't wait for this game. I know. I don't even have time to play games anymore. I'm still going to buy it. Oh, yeah, I'm still gonna buy it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make time. That's right. I'm gonna tell everyone to fuck off. I'm playing Battlefront. <laughs> I need to take the uh, 17th off. Oh, really? Why? Where are you Where are you going? Oh, I'm gonna stay home. Oh, you're playing that Battlefront, though. That's right. <laughs> you know, I got two personal days just sitting there waiting. <laughs> it's a personal day, so it's personal. <laughs> it's personal. Actually, I'm taking vacation next month. Nice. Yeah, it's it's that time where because because vacation doesn't roll over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, okay, everyone, if you have vacation, and I just started, so I started with two, two and a half weeks of vacation. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> and all the holidays were already taken, so I'm right. like, well, fuck it, I'll just take random times. Yeah, let's take so. next month because we don't got the show. So yeah, next month I got uh, what was it? Four days I took off, but that's the Thursday, Friday, and Monday, Tuesday. Oh, nice. That long, long, long weekend. Yeah. And then one week in December, I'm off too nice yeah big pimpin um <laughs> <laughs> that's how players roll it moving on <laughs> yeah uh pimps up hose down so um <laughs> <laughs> um our good friend konami <laughs> by the way if you haven't listened to uh the last episode of the geeks in the life uh we we go into depth on konami <laughs> no bueno that's what Konami Konami translates into uh, shitstorm in English. 
and in Spanish it translates into no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. No. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer 2014 or PES 2014, the other soccer video game franchise. You know, um, it's not FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> the one no one wants. Um, we'll lose online functionality starting on November 17th of this year. Uh, so the two people that are playing are going to be pissed off. Well, now they can't play each other. Um, <laughs> revealed in a revealed in a recent announcement from developer Konami, uh, the company will also be dropping support for various iOS games as well. Uh, Konami says they will be pulling online support for PES 2014 in order to focus on newer versions like PES 2015 and the upcoming PES 2016. PES 2016 will release this year for the PC, Xbox 360, PS3, and PS4 with the demo uh, becoming available on August 13th. Uh, 22 older iOS titles will be getting the axe as well, starting on September 19th. They didn't say which ones. Um, probably all of them. Um, <laughs> those that have already purchased and installed any of these games will still be able to play them, but the titles will no longer be available on the App Store for purchase or re-download. Yeah. So even if you bought them, you can't re-download them. Right. Because so. we don't own our digital content. Exactly. Basically, go fuck yourself. Right. Um, so yeah. Which is I what mean, Konami they... tells their employees. <laughs> yeah, did it um now tip your waitresses yeah there's there's some konami hate obviously but um this is normal i mean companies <laughs> companies do this shit i mean they have yeah already have the 2015 one is out and then they're coming out in 2016 whatever they'll just cut 14 yeah no one's gonna be playing it anyway <laughs> well everyone's gonna be playing the the people that do play this series will be playing the um the new one. Is it PS, the one that always has a lot of bugs in it? I thought so. I've, I've never really played them, but I've always heard the shit online. Yeah. So I mean, it's Konami. I mean, FIFA, everyone wants to play FIFA. Right. FIFA's the Madden of soccer. You never see people lining up overnight for, you know, PES. Any Konami game. <laughs> except, um, except. Metal Gear. Yeah. If it's a Metal Gear game, but then they fired him, so... So, yeah, so now there's, like, whatever. whatever. We could really be getting into that, but, yeah, it's, um, it was funny. I saw, I saw, it was, I think it was a Vine or, um, about mentioning how all the Hispanics want FIFA. <laughs> and it, it's so true, too. Well, and, I mean, it's not really racist, just culturally they like soccer more, yeah. you know, and, um, I was in a video game store once, and I forget what year it was, but FIFA came out that day. I think I was in the store for 20 minutes. I don't even remember what I was doing. I bought a game. I think like 30 people came in, and they were sold out of FIFA. And this is back when they used to sell out of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, FIFA? Yeah, and most of them didn't speak English. They just knew how to say FIFA. <laughs> so they say FIFA, FIFA, and then and then the person no, we're we're sold out. Pinchy, they get all fucking pissed off. It was so funny. They should have been there earlier. Oh. Yeah, fucking pre-order, bitch. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> Merk. Merk. Uh, <laughs> all right. So moving into comic news, uh, Konami. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, after the events of Days of Future Past, it seemed to set up an alternate timeline for the Wolverine character. Although Hugh Jackman's character makes it, th- makes it to the future, it's unsure how the third Wolverine solo film will impact the series. It was mentioned early on that Patrick Stewart would no longer be part of the X-Men movies, but that didn't mean the overall, the overall universe. During an interview with Collider for his new series Blunt Talk, 
uh, Stewart mentioned that he will be part of the new film. Quote, I think what, uh, what you say is true. There is a project in development. I understand that Professor Xavier will be making more than an appearance. However, and that intrigues me, Stewart said, as for the possibility of being an old man Logan story, uh, God, I want to do a Patrick Stewart impression or a Captain Picard impression, but I really don't want to. <laughs> uh, and the and the idea of an old Wolverine, it's re- I'm really looking forward to Hugh Jackman getting old. You know, damn him, he looks so great, and I'm hoping to see him covered in prosthetics. You know, and then he'll make me look better, uh, better if that's the case. <laughs> so. I, you know, some people are like, oh, is he going to, is it going to be an old, he's probably just playing around with them at this point, because, you know, according to, like, two weeks ago, Hugh Jackman uh, posted a Wolverine picture and said, you know, tell me what you would like to see, and, you know, they have to be cultivating something, and to be honest, I kind of think an old man Logan story would work, Yeah. given the fact that it would be his last movie, and then you can kind of complete that storyline and bring someone else new and start you know, completely different from there. Do they even complete storylines anymore, though? Most of them are just left hanging. Well, now everything nowadays with the whole, you know, uh, everything's tied together universe that they're doing. Probably. I mean, we did forget, you know, Wolverine Origins. (laughs) Well, we chose to forget that. And so did Fox. (laughs) 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 That was not a good movie. No. It was okay. Yeah. But But it's Wolverine. I don't want to see him just talking the entire fucking time. Right, right. Those claws out. Yeah, and we don't want to see what was supposed to be Deadpool look like that. Have the powers of every mutant. (laughs) Right. It's funny when they... they, And and Fox does that, too. Where they have, like, the X-Men or something where they're just sitting around talking for a really long time. It's almost like going to a strip strip club and the stripper is, like, reading you a book. Or she's sitting next to you talking. It's like, I, yeah, like I don't, what? I don't need that. But <laughs> you could have no voice box, Alan. You you would still be of the same amount of use. <laughs> it's like, you're like you know what I mean. You're like Troy of a strip club. You realize? <laughs> you see, you see a stripper fully clothed, reading War and Peace, and there's going to be that one guy in front of the stage just tossing twenties. Make it rain on this bitch. Yeah, exactly. I love classic literature. I was, I was thinking of that old, that uh, Key and Peele script uh, sketch where they're at the strip club, and yeah. uh, the uh, the tall thin one is over there making it rain, and the other guy's like, "I just make him laugh." <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, or there was a vine I saw. Two dudes were like, make it rain. They're just throwing money. And then one dude in the back was throwing like pieces of cardboard shaped like money. And it was the funniest part. They look at him and he goes, I'm broke. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. Anyway. Anyways. um, This this story is from IGN. Because it is. (laughs) Um, Earlier today, DC revealed that Looney Tunes would be featured... In 25 variant covers for the month of November. Jesus. They didn't get enough with the whole, what was it, Mad TV covers? I don't know. Well, they own Mad TV. Oh, they own, yeah, they own Looney Tunes, too. Why I didn't make that connection, I have no idea. Um, The covers were unveiled. Just a follower. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a real fan. (laughs) You say you like comics, but you only watch the movies. It doesn't make you a real fan, but I'm just sad. (laughs) Yeah. 
Or no, it's none of my business. That Kermit, it's none of my business. That, that Kermit uh, iced tea. Yeah. Meme. <laughs> I love that fucking meme. Oh, there was one meme I saw. It was Doctor Who. And it said, you're a Doctor Who fan, but you've never seen any before the reboot. But that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the, the covers were unveiled exclusively through Comic Book, Comic Vine, CBR, Uprox, and Newsarama. <laughs> the word exclusively now being redefined. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think the, that word means what you think it means. <laughs> from literally the only five places to get comic book news. It was exclusively revealed. Um We've collected them all in the gallery below. So I'm going to flip through some of these real quick. They're variant covers. They have Superman Wonder Woman 1 with the, the witch trying to get dazzle <laughs> Superman. They're all comedy. They're not trying to be too serious about it. Um, I don't know if uh, DC fans would like that because, you know, they, they always say they're so much deeper than Marvel. I know, right? <laughs> um, Suicide Squad is just... An image of the squad in the background and a fucking stupid singing frog in the front. None thought, of these make any sense. I thought you'd have like Harley standing next to him dancing with it, you know. Hello, my darling. Hello. See, this one's kind of this one's kind of funny if you know the characters. Starfire um, is holding Pepe Le Pew mm. and he's trying to get away from her. <laughs> that makes sense. Because she pretty much fucks whoever the hell she wants when she wants to. Right. And so does Pepe Le Pew. Um, let me just see if there's any really good ones. Justice League is going to have Tasmanian Devil making them all fly, like, haphazardly. Does that make sense? <sighs> it's, um... Oh, the Harley Quinn book is going to have, uh... Remember that monster? It was like a big fur ball, but it was really big. Uh, what, the big... He's like, big red fur ball? Yeah. Big eyes. Oh, yeah. He was in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, I think. Yeah. Harley is doing his hair. Oh, God. That's cool. That's a throwback. And she look, yeah. She looks very happy. See that? See, some of these are cool because they're throwbacks to something that happened in the past. Or, But most of them. See, this one is perfect. Um, Green Arrow has uh, has Daffy Duck as fucking Robin Hood. Nah. So you got Green Harrow in the back. He's put. He's got a. He's got a. Um, an arrow knocked in his bow, and then Daffy Duck's in the front with the same, and um, Porky Pig's in the back like Friar Tuck. <laughs> See, that one's dope. That's cool. I some like of that. them are cool, but some of them are just you guys weren't trying. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying. They're not fucking loading. I want to see the Flash one. Yeah, I knew it was going to be that. He's racing. Um, the Road Runner and Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, of course. Uh. This this is the last one I'm going to say because it's going to get boring because no one can see what I'm saying. Um, Cyborg is <laughs> Cyborg's in a box dismantled and Wiley Coyote's holding the instructions and scratching his head. <laughs> that one's fun. That's cool. Like that. Some of them are is dumb. Acme that written one. on the side. <laughs> yeah, it says Acme do it yourself. Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I was actually when, I'd when I was a those. kid. I'd get those. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I was more of a Looney Tunes fan than a, um. I guess I was like the first world's first emo because <laughs> I, I I didn't watch much Disney and I wasn't a Marvel fan. I was a DC fan and I watched the Looney Tunes. You know, wow. I was Warner Brothers through and through. I guess <laughs> you're Warner Brothers bitch, basically. Hello, my baby. Hello, my <laughs> hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> That's one of the greatest cartoons ever made. 
That poor fucking bastard. He kept trying to make some money. He fucking drove him crazy. Oh, man. All right. Well. All right. So, moving on into something just as loony. Uh, Samsung announced the Note 5 and play and a PlayStation. What? <laughs> S6 Plus. Samsung took the stage on Thursday to announce their latest devices in their line, the Galaxy Note 5 and the Galaxy S6 Edge Plus. It seems that both de- devices are pretty much identical, with the only difference being that the Note 5 is flat and the Edge 6 is curved, as well as the Note is the only one with the S Pin. The phones will be available in the United States and Canada on August 21st. Pre-orders are presently open. Currently, there are no plans for the devices in Europe at this moment, but we all know that will change. Uh, Little little mentions on the Note 5. It is flat. The S Pen holder is now flushed with the body on the device. Samsung notes that the S Pen will be avail- will be able to write on the phone screen without having to turn it on first. Good for you know immediate note taking, and the device is curved along the side for easier grip. Uh, the S6 Edge Plus still has no removable back and no replaceable batteries and micro SD cards. We can pretty much now forget that that's ever going to happen again. So that the Note has none of that too. Right. Yeah. Uh, the back, the back is flat with the mi- minor bump for the camera, you know, like the iPhone six, and it's finally uh, be the first device without the Snapdragon eight ten. Instead, they're going with the uh, Exynos seventy four twenty SOC, which is designed to run faster and cool- cooler than Qualcomm Qualcomm. Uh, both Qualcomm getting the shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, both are going to be uh, both the Note 5 and the S6 Plus will be running um, on that uh, Exynos, Exynos uh, processor at 2.1 gigahertz. Also includes the 5.7 inch 2560 by 1440 AMOLED screen. Uh, that sounds sexy. I know, right? Uh, four gigs of RAM. The S6 had three gigs. Uh, a minor a 16 uh god damn it i'm having trouble megapixel there it is megapixel god uh 16 megapixel rear camera with uh osi and 4k recording a 5 megapixel front facing camera and a 3000 mah battery with a baseline of 32 gigs and 64 gigs of storage so basically you're you, you'll have 4k but you'll be using all of that memory just yeah, to have exactly. that 4K resolution. First of all, the first thing you need to do is make sure it's not set to 4K right. when you get the phone. <laughs> right. That 128 gigabyte option, though, you really wouldn't need an SD card. I have I have a Note um a Note 4, and I haven't bought. I was like, I'll buy an SD card when I need one. I never need one. Yeah. Well, it's funny because originally when they announced they announced a 32 gig, 64 gig, and then a 128 gig. But then there were there was reports that it was they misspoke when they said the 128. And if you like, I went to Verizon to check on it. They don't even offer a 128, so it's a 32 or 64 gig. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, they might be doing that later, but not right now. Uh, they support Category 9 LTE download speeds of up to 450 uh, megabytes per second at upload speeds of 50 megabytes per second. Which yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, wireless charging built in. The Note and the Edge Plus will inherit. The fingerprint reader and the Samsung Pay is included. The device will not support NFC, but rather, quote, magnetic secure technology. Ars Technique explains it as, quote, basically a way to send magnetic data in a, in a credit card 
strip wirelessly over a magnetic field. The system is supposedly more ca uh, compatible than NFC since MST is theoretic can theoretically be used by a majority of credit card terminal designs. Well, I've also heard too that um, it's a little bit more secure than NFC. That's what I've heard. NFC yeah. NFC is a piece of shit anyway. I know. Like, Any time I've ever tried to use NFC, it doesn't work. Oh yeah. Well, I don't... just tap your phones. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like people say it is, but then the devices themselves aren't aren't available for it. So it's just weird. It's like it, it's one of those where it's like you have you know you have. Kool-Aid, but no sugar. You have ham, no burger. It's just that kind of... Damn! <laughs> um, the biggest fail, though, Samsung is releasing a BlackBerry-esque physical keyboard, effectively called Keyboard Cover. Uh, it comes in multiples of colors to match the color of the phone you choose. The operating system resizes on-screen elements to account for the sections covered by the keyboard. You thought this was a fail? I... There is no need for a fucking... I love physical keyboards. Blackboard, Blackberry type keyboard. I love physical. Get a Blackberry then. Well, then I'd have to have a Blackberry. Yeah. I'm or not just, saying. Don't get a sidekick. This is this is what I'm saying. I think if it was built into the phone by default, that's an automatic fail. But being that it's just an accessory and you can take it off, I mean, that's cool for people who want it. You know what I mean? You. Yeah, me. There's, there's a lot of people that like keyboards on their phones. Don't hate on something you don't have to have, Steve. No, I can hate on anything I want. This is the internet, goddammit. America. <laughs> the Does internet. it come with that or is that additional? It's additional. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I guarantee you most of the people are going to be like, um, no. Because when I saw um, I saw a picture of it, and you can see the picture. Yeah, on I'm the looking at it right now. Yeah, it looks like a BlackBerry. I'm waiting for Samsung to get sued by BlackBerry. Well, I mean, there's only remember, so many ways that you can make a fucking physical keyboard on a phone. Just ask Ryan Seacrest. He did. Right. And then he got sued by BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all. That's how uh, BlackBerry makes money now is they sue yeah. people yeah, that actually make money. They're patent trolls now. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, but there must be a market for it somewhere. Yeah. Old people. Yeah. People that still – it's people that still like – I don't want to give up my crackberry, but oh, this will make it look like it. I bet you that's what they're doing. Too. I guarantee you that. Like, you... oh, well, we have this accessory that you can move, with, and and there'll be so many Blackberry people that will move to Android Watch. Yeah, I mean, like, going, oh, well, this makes it look like a Blackberry, so I'll feel better with that. It's like, ugh, the old sections over here. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that phone I, I had? I think it was a Samsung Epic. Yeah. And it had it, the screen would – it was like a 4.7-inch screen, but the screen would slide up and it had the keyboard. But that was like seven years ago though. <laughs> I know. It was cool back that then. Was, that was before you know it became uh, what it is now. <laughs> that phone was thick. That was. That was a fucking – But it was a dope phone back then. Yeah, you could you, – you could, it was cool because you could actually use it in the event of, to commit a crime. But because it was considered a phone, no one would ever suspect it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get it with sprint so you can use it places right <laughs> or get it with sprint so then they can't track the phone that's right <laughs> we're gonna track the crook by his cell phone but he has sprint so he's all over the fucking place <laughs> one minute he was in nebraska the next minute he was at Oregon. <laughs> it's like that scene from uh airplane where they're tracking the plane of the place he's at four thousand feet he's at two thousand feet he's at three thousand feet he's all over the place what an asshole <laughs> i i do think um 
because I'm very interested in the Note line because it's it is my favorite phone, and I'm thinking about just getting the next one up, um, eventually. So I mean, this is cool. I don't want them to change too much because yeah. I think the Note is fine. You know, they they don't really need to fuck with it much. Just make well, it faster. That's the thing, and and some people complain about like, oh well, it's not much different than the previous one. It shouldn't be. If a phone is good, there should be minor changes to it, like changing of the processor. You know, and I actually like the S Pen. Uh, how it's a little um, flatter on one side because mm-hmm. it, it gives it a little bit more um, surface area to hold because that S Pen in my big-ass fucking hand, that's almost the ironic comedy of the Note. You buy a Note because you have big hands, and then the S Pen is the smallest writing thing you ever <laughs> use in your life. <laughs> like a gorilla. like it looks, like it looks like the top is almost a button. Yeah, yeah. clicking mechanism, quick yeah, and easy access. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I think, spring-loaded. So yeah. Nice. Yes! I don't understand that you can't write before you turn. Just turn your phone on. Well, some. I mean, I guess sometimes depending on, you know, where, how quickly or how you, where you have a position, you just pull it right out and start writing. I guess well, that's how. But that's what I don't get because my notes the same way. Like I, the the note four, if it's um, it could be like the screen's not on. If I pull the pen out, it will it will come on and and it will have its little rotary fucking selector. And then I just tap what I want to do, and then it it goes into it. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it default opens OneNote or something. I wish I could add that to the rotary. That's what I want to take the note in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use their fucking note app. <laughs> but no, it's cool. You thinking about getting? Yeah, I was looking at the. Well, I was thinking like the S6, and then I'm like, oh well, wait, they're gonna announce the S the the new S6, so. I'll look at that, but obviously it's not the S7, so it's S6 Plus. Yeah. It's basically their version of the uh, the iPhone. What They're so blatant PC. about it, too. I know. It's, it's just like, it's kind of like, you expect them to be like, you know, just kind of flipping the camera off as they're announcing this shit. You know, it's not, not pretty soon they're just going to call it the Sapple. You know, they're not going <laughs> to. Well, they're not, it's like, they're not really copying Apple's design. They're, they're, they're just copying their business model. <laughs> like any, the good parts of it, I guess. Right. But yeah, the camera the camera's always been like that, though my camera pops out a little bit. Yeah, same thing. That's the one thing I kinda don't I kinda hate about It's annoying. It like, is annoying because like when I like when I have like at work, I have my phone on my desk and like yep. if you text me or somebody texts me, then I go to type, it wobbles. I was just about to say that. The yeah. same exact thing. Work at my desk and it's resting on my desk. I, I usually prop it up on the monitor stand. <laughs> you know, but um, at my work, I just pick up my fucking phone. I'm a grown man. Oh, yeah. You know, and so. sometimes I just lean over to just, like, type something, and then it wobbles. Unless I have a case for it. Now, like, I, I got a new case for it because I had a Doctor Who case on it. Fucking six months after I had it, it's the backing started to separate from the side. I was yeah. pissed off about that. but now it's a vanity case. <laughs> yeah, so I got this case and now it's flush, so now it'll just sit flat. But it's annoying that you have to kind of have to get a case in order for it to be flush. Yeah, I need to get I need to get a case for mine. I've had mine, no case, no scratches on the screen, never dropped it. Take care of my shit. Same here. Um, but yeah, it's like, but, you, but it happens but to anybody. It, yeah, it does, and it eventually happens. I had one on my old S3. Had that thing for over two years. One little scratch on it. One little scratch, and that's been it the entire time. And it was on a corner where I really couldn't see. If I put a case over it, you'd never see it. So, yeah. but and anyway, tell me about Cortana. Cortana. 
So I love Cortana. How's that sexy bitch working? (laughs) You know, she working. I I love Cortana on the PC. Like, I love being able to just say, hey, Cortana, and then, um, no, not now. (laughs) I knew it was going to do that. Um, Say say that, and then, like, I'll say, hey, remind me to, and it's so organic. I just like, hey, remind me at, like, 11 o'clock to do blah, 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 and then she'll repeat it, and then ask if it's okay, and bam. The only thing that sucks about that is I can't get it to link with my phone. But um, right now, Cortana for Android is it currently in closed beta, um, which is good. I thought it was already going to be out by now, but I guess it's just still in closed beta. Um, one, the latest update, update 1.0.0.204. <laughs> Dash um, 8B of the you know shadow proclamation. <laughs> I had to solve a Rubik's Cube. To, I, it was weird. Um <laughs> My Batman <laughs> ring. <laughs> just... Right. Um, it took that one major step into being a good assistant on Android where you can now make it the default assistant. But in um, order to make it the default assistant, assistant, you have to climb into this um, hollowed up, hollowed up uh, chamber that shows a, a scale of the city. Then you put right. a rod in there and the sun has to hit the top of the rod and give you the directional coordinates of that in order to make it the But before you even get to that, you have to go through a physical recreation of the Temple of Elemental Evil from the second edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Um, Which is, I mean, it brings you all the way up to 8th level. Right. You know, so it's it's pretty serious. But um, anyway, enough geeking out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The, uh... Oh, no, that's to the third level. Never mind. Um... So now you can basically tell Google now to fuck off and and make Cortana your main your main bitch <laughs> on your phone, which is which is a big deal um, because with Windows 10 being free and everybody having it, it, it can makes Cortana more usable because especially nowadays everybody uses their smartphone for everything. If you're you're never going to use the thing as an actual assistant on your computer if it doesn't link with your phone, so it's um it's there now. As soon as it's out of closed beta, well, I'll be able to enjoy it. So, excitement. Yeah, and then it's going to come to iOS after that. Then you can tell Uh, Siri to fuck off. Yeah, Apple will probably have that a little different. (laughs) Yeah, though. I can only only assume. (laughs) I can only assume, man. They'll lock it out. (laughs) Cortana's going to be, can't be the default on the Apple brand because, you know, God forbid we don't have Siri. Yeah. All right. Many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So this week's This Bitch, if you watch the news, you probably heard this one. But I'm just going to read the article from MSNBC uh, and uh, just kind of go from there. We've all seen politicians get caught up in sex scandals. But we've even seen the occasional controversy involving a politician in a sex scandal with another politician. But the Detroit News reported late last week on a story that appears uh, to break new ground. State Representative Todd Carser planned the, distri- planned the distribution of a fictional email alleging that he had sex with a male prostitute in a bid to conceal his relationship with another representative, Cindy Matrit according to the audio recordings obtained by the Detroit News. Kosser, uh, a Lapeer Republican, said, no, uh, no one rec- said on one of the recordings the email was designed to create a smear campaign of exaggerated, 
false claims about him and uh, about him and Gamrit, so a public revelation about the legislator's relationship would seem mild by comparison. What? Yeah, so apparently this dude decided he was going to create a fictional story about being caught having sex with a guy that when he denied that and eventually admitted to a relationship with a female legislator that it seemed that he was everybody was like oh okay as long as it wasn't a dude. oh i get it as long as it wasn't a dude we're kind of okay with that um that's what funny the, what the fuck? sounds like a plot for an 80s movie but it's um the Detroit News reported that the right-wing state lawmaker used their taxpayer-funded offices to maintain and cover up their relationship. The truly amazing part of the story... I love how they add that taxpayer run. Yeah. Just really get the reader like, well, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. is it's uh, Basically what they're saying to this is what we said too, that using a gay liaison as a distraction from the actual regular extramarital affair is like wait this becomes a better option <laughs> like well he's cheating on his wife but at least he's fucking a chick yeah at least it wasn't a dude so first of all that's not gonna work this is 1956 <laughs> um Todd Karstner expected an aide to leak the rumor, making it seem that it had come from one of his enemies, telling the state GOP activists Karstner uh, had been, quote, caught behind the Lansing Club with ha um, having sex with a man. The idea apparently was to leak the bogus claims, so to, that, that would become a distraction for a while. But once it was discredited, it would be, it would be harder to then accuse Karstner of having an ex actual extramarital affair. As Carcer put it, the plan was designed to inoculate the herd. He will bathe in the blood of his enemies. <laughs> uh, so apparently the aide that he wanted to leak the information didn't want to participate in the scheme. The staffer was demoted and soon fired without explanation. That's what you get when you have morality and politics, by the way. Yeah. You get fired. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because more morality in politics does, it does not. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so lesson is if you're <laughs> – I guess – let's see if you could try to use that in real life. Like if you fucked around on your wife and then you had a buddy say, like, look, I saw him behind the club and you know that dude, Harold? Yeah. They were kind of getting it going there. And then, Let's get it on. Yeah, you know, and then you have the wife freaking out because she thinks her husband's a homo. Then he's like, no, I was just actually having sex with this chick. Oh, Okay, as long as you weren't having sex with a dude, I'm cool. What does it say at the bottom about tea partiers? Oh, yeah, that's just their affiliation. Just making, oh, yeah. whatever. Um, first of all, who gives a shit who he's fucking? <laughs> as long as he does his job, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't have a harem on the side. <laughs> right. As long as he shows up to work on time and does his work. Uh, well, this that's, is what's, that's what's funny about, about politics is they're, they're all in their fucking personal business. Like just who cares well you know it's it's the point where your politicians have to live up to a standard that no human can live up to yeah you know and, and none of them do <laughs> yeah but then at the same time it's like you expect them to live to this you know uh what are you ideal at the same time that we all know that they don't 
that they lie, cheat, and steal, and are all about getting you know getting more money out of the taxpayer. And it's just like I don't know. It's just this is weird juxtaposition that people have. You know, I don't know. But uh, both said that you know people are calling for both of them to resign since apparently, you know, having extramarital affairs is not worthy of holding their office. Hmm. And uh, neither of them said that they would resign. Well, the guy said he won't resign. The woman's like, I'm not sure yet. But she did the whole, you know, Clinton thing. You know, she was up there in front. Uh, she came out and said that, you know, she apologized for everything. Had her husband right next to her. And, you know, and six months down the line, there'll be a little side How? story Look, that, that they got divorced. <laughs> I know it's sexist as fuck. Because I remember when, when Clinton apologized to the American people. After, and Hillary after he lied about it, so right? <laughs> and Hillary was right next to him, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, I feel so bad for Hillary," and blah 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 blah. I didn't, but that's how a lot of people were feeling. And I was like, "That bitch don't like it. She could dip, yeah. like you know, whatever." <laughs> but you know, this time when the husband, everyone's like, "This bitch, <laughs> like this motherfucker ain't got no balls." <laughs> This trip. But for real, like if, if my chick was – you find out that my wife's stepping out on me, I'm like, oh, so I can go? Right. You know, can I have in writing that you cheated on me so I don't have to pay alimony? Thanks. <laughs> right. Oh, no, you're not getting it. – it's funny too. Like if that happens and then it's like, oh, no, you're not getting out of this unskip. It's like, why the fuck should I be paying you? You're the one that dipped out on me. It's like I'll pay my child support, but I ain't paying no alimony. That's right. Fuck yourself. <laughs> First of all – Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you about to go into that dark area? I was about to go into a really dark area, and we cannot. We don't have to go. I might not come out. No, I I, I read a I read a story, and I don't know how true it was that they did a, a survey of child support earnings or whatever, and the majority of people that get child support, the majority of the child support goes to, to the mother oh, and yeah. not to the kids. Like where she's out getting her nails done and. Well, you know, that, it's supposed to be it, child support is supposed to be to pay for the kids immediate expenses. And then you're supposed to put it in a savings account, you know, for if they need anything. But that's not how people in America spend money. Nope. You know, it's like, oh, I have five hundred dollars. Let me spend five hundred and then get credit for the three hundred extra that I need. Right. You know, so. I don't know. Yeah. I know if I was paying child support and I and I saw one thing on my ex-wife that was new. Where the fuck you get that? Yeah. I'd be tripping out, dude. <laughs> uh, straight out of Chandler. <laughs> straight out of fucking Chandler. Bitch. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. If you like a recommended this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it to us on our Twitter account at the Lazy Geeks One Word or even our Facebook account. Uh, use the hashtag this bitch. All right. So if you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And then once you subscribe, you'll automatically receive. Uh, all our podcast content, tw two shows twice a week. We make it extremely easy. We can't make it any easier for you. We can't even go and subscribe ourselves because we would. I mean, if you live around here, I could bring it to you. All right. <laughs> like if you're on the way, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about all the shit we just talked about. I'm fucking <laughs> drifting off. Um, so you can – Leave us comments because we love comments. I mean, you know, just don't be a dick. Give us some comments. iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get the show. Or if you get it from the RSS feed directly from the website, you can leave comments on the website as well. Yeah. 
And you can also, if you have some ideas or topics for the show, don't be afraid to share them with us. Uh, just hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, fuck, even Snapchat, all under the moniker, the Lazy Geeks, one word. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can send us an email. The geeks at thelazygeeks.com, motherfucker. Yeah. So that is it for this edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.